Yeah, no, no one likes their voice on record. So, so this is our first podcast. I'm David Fingerhut. I'm Stuart Dobson. The podcast is called Fear and Greed. And we'd like to talk about fear and greed today. Why we named it Fear and Greed and kind of how we see fear and greed and what that means. Basically, this podcast is going to be me asking a lot of silly questions, open-ended questions, and you're going to hear Stuart rant about a lot of things. You're probably going to say this guy's either stupid or he knows what he's talking about, but uh, he definitely has an opinion on things. Depends if you ask my wife. I'm, I'm generally stupid. Don't, you know, don't go there. Well, again, we'll let, let listeners decide on that one. So um, why do we call this fear and greed? What's, what's the reasoning behind this? Every emotion, every decision that people make can be reduced down to fear and greed. I don't care what it is. I don't care if they say, well, what about love? Love for another person is maybe the arguably highest form, but it's still greed because you want the best for them. Or it's fear that they're missing out. Obviously, when it gets to real estate and investment decisions, anything like that, fear and greed is easy to see. I should also mention that we're both commercial real estate brokers and we're going to be talking a lot about the commercial real estate market, not just locally here in Colorado and along the front range, but uh, maybe you know more on an international and national basis as well. So, I mean, that's kind of why we wanted to start a podcast because we've heard a lot of other podcasts out there about real estate and they could be, not be more boring if they tried. They're all talking about different types of tips they want to give homeowners and different type of tips. For those business. curtains look great, Dave. I love those curtains. Well, and granite countertops, oh my God. Well, what should sellers be aware of? They should price their home effectively in the marketplace. You, you know, if be, it doesn't... You gotta if be it, fucking kidding me. That's so stupid. If it doesn't sell quickly, the, market, the listing can go stale on the market. Here are the nine top things to listing your home. God. It's got to have curb appeal. What? Shut up. Anyway, so we're going to rant about a lot of stuff. This first one is probably the most boring we're going to get, hopefully. But we kind of wanted to explain the whole fear and greed thing. FOMO, fear of missing out, greed because they want a higher return. You know, 1987, Gordon Gecko, greed is good. We're probably going to touch on a lot of topics, stock market, sector analysis. I've got a bit of a finance background. Dave's got uh, a great marketing background. So the topics are going to range. But like he said... There'll be a, a twist on commercial real estate. Some focus there. Well, yeah, probably. With that being said, what do you think? What have you heard? What have you read in the last week about the commercial real estate market along the front range that might be useful to share? Well, we know LoopNet is pissing off every commercial real estate broker in the country because they're semi have a plan to go direct, kind of like Zillow tried. So that's new. Zillow's worked on it. It's it's been a pretty good model for Zillow, I think. Hey, hey, they're they're making money. Far far be it for me to judge. And apparently, uh, LoopNet slash CoStar has a uh, billion dollars they're throwing at it. So they're definitely going to make a dent. God knows commercial brokers are fat, happy, and stupid right now. So, you know, it's it's been a good market. Uh, Colorado's treated a lot of people well. Most commercial brokers who are out there who are successful are doing development now because they made so much money. So they're putting their money into it. And generally, you follow the insiders. Or they're a bunch of sheep. Take your pick. And I should also mention that we're not going to be making these podcasts super long just because long podcasts about commercial real estate or residential real estate can make you want to stick a knife in your eye. Anyway, one of the things, <laughs> one of the little nuggets we wanted to, we wanted to touch on as well, uh, commercial brokers, you know, they've been very successful on here, at least the ones you want to hire. You know, it's the old saw, the people you want, you can't get, the people you can get, you probably don't want. 
Uh, but a lot of the a lot of the friends, a lot of the other brokers, a lot of the guys have known who've been around here for a long time and in the game that have been successful are investing their own money and have been for the last few years and are continuing to do so in the Colorado real estate market. Either they're all making the same mistake or they all have pretty good knowledge. And you got to think about this for a second. If you're a commercial broker and it's your own money, are you going to take a deal first or are you going to then are you going to advertise to your client? I'm not talking about having a listing and front running or pre running like in the market. What I'm talking about is actually where you're going to spend your own money. The fact that these guys, the successful guys, the smart guys, the guys that have longevity, the guys that have been around are still actively trading, developing and investing in this market says something. Either they're all sheep and they're going to get creamed, you know, uh, Warren Buffett, uh, you know, they're not contrarians or, or, or they're smart and they see the market continue to go. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. It's just an Everyone interesting Everyone says they don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, that's, that's a, the that... biggest bunch. Of, every one of these conferences you go to with commercial real estate, every single one on the panel and every single one says, <laughs> well, I don't have a crystal ball, but. Because they're all talking about previous trends and previous numbers. Well, last quarter we did this. Last quarter we did that. You're is right, the, man. Total, total cop out. Is you the know trend going to go up? Make a. As one, of, as one of my friends in Milwaukee who's a hedge fund manager says, I always ask him, Eric, which way is the general market going to go? He goes, you know what? It's going to go some up. It's going to go some down. One way a little more than the other. It's been his pat answer for 20 years. Generally, real estate goes up, but it has been proven in the last decade. That's not always the case. So again, take it for what you will. The successful guys are still investing, still rolling their money in. Heck, we're rolling our money and we're still investing. So does that mean it's good? If you can find the right deal, a lot of stuff is crap out there. A lot of stuff's been picked over. I get calls every day as a commercial broker from some fund in Chicago, some fund in Miami, some arrogant guy on the phone going, oh, I have tens of millions of dollars. We have lots and lots of money. Uh, can you find us a value-add property about a seven cap? No, no, I can't. You know what? It's a five cap. I'm like, did you already call CBRE? Did you already call Newmark? And they're like, yeah, they said the same thing. I'm like, then what do you expect? You expect to get 10 or 15 brokers out there trying to bird dog value-add properties for you that they're not going to take themselves, hand it to you, and think you're going to make a bunch of money on it? Are you kidding me? Either you're in this market and you've got a tight relationship, or you're a broker, or you're doing really difficult value-add development. You're doing something, but you're not going to come in and find an 8 or 9 or 10 cap or whatever you think. Just like you're not going to find a mobile home park. You're not going to find an RV park. You're just not going to find those things right now. You have to create them. You have to, you, and it's tough. It's a lot of hard work, and you better be tight with someone in this market or really like who you're dealing with and believe them to be honest. That's, that's rant over. What's That's the, it. What's the highest cap rate you've seen recently? I mean, I'm seeing a lot of older stuff with higher cap rates, but I'm assuming that's just because the buildings are crap. There's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done. They're fully depreciated. They have tons of deferred maintenance. You see, you see tenancy agreements with a 70-year-old single occupancy special use tenant that uh, the lease expires in four months. It's going to be vacant. And they talk about how it can go five stories redevelopment on Colfax. Yeah, after four years in front of city council, public hearings, and SDP, good not, luck with that. Not to mention all the NIMBYs. Oh, God, the cave people. Citizens against virtually everything. We love those guys. You know, yeah. Between, between, you know, between the OK Boomer and the Millennials, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough crowd. So are there value, are there deals to be had in the Denver marketplace? I mean, I'm only seeing stuff trading five, six, seven percent, but the seven, the higher end cap rates are not the best types of properties. 
Yeah, I think there are deals. Right now, I think the best money is in assemblage and development deals. There's but that take, that's just not a quick, that's not a 30 or 45 day close. Capital wants a 20% margin return every year. So if it's going to take you a year and a half to develop a property that you fully believe in, and you know, as they say on performance, if it doesn't work, just raise the rent rate. Um, but if you're going to be doing that, you've got to have patience for a year and a half, which means your 20% return has to be factored in as well. And initially, on the initial end, with going through the PUD and SDP, it should be a higher rate of return than that. That's where all the real risk is. Once you start actual construction, you know, that's just a simple margin of calculation. That's simple numbers. You get buy bank financing, everything's fairly hard, or it's a GMP contract with cost escalations and contingencies. It's easy to calculate. It's easy to run the numbers. Where people are lacking the guts and where they're not ready to do it is going on the development side. It's speculation. It's risky. I get that. That's why the return is there. Otherwise, go be happy with a five. Go be happy with a five cap. You can leverage it thirty percent. Maybe maybe make it into a twelve or fifteen cap. Or if that's still too speculative for you, then you know what? Go get a bank CD online. I guess you can get about four percent these days. But you're not going to find a seven, eight, or nine quality cap in this market. And we're going to touch on a lot on that a lot in the next few upcoming episodes. But um. Anything else you want to add? No, it's Friday after getting a bunch of calls all week from people around the country looking for eight and nine caps. That's just what's on the mind. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll have some useful information next time. Thanks for listening. This episode was brought to you by Colorado Real Estate Brokers. You can visit us online at corealestatebrokers.com. Until next time, have a great day.